Did you guys watch Ink Master yet? No, no that's my plan for tomorrow. Time. Yeah, I haven't had any time to watch it. It is a uh, it's a solid, solid cast. Like I read who was in it and I was like, okay, like that's a pretty stacked cast. But mm-hmm. then watching them walk into the shop and then it fully clicking. Yeah. Who everyone was and how far they all got on their respective seasons. Right. I was like, oh, this is actually like one of the most stacked casts of That's Ink Master. Awesome. Especially because like the judges that they have on now too, like the judges are top notch. And then most of the people that are on this season made it to the final or close to the final. Right. Um, yeah. So Hell yeah. That's I want to awesome. watch I'm it. I'm going to have yeah. to check it out. The competition is really high, and I'm very happy that Creepy Jason is back. So, two things. One, yes, that's on the, the must-watch this weekend. Second is I found out Love and Thunder, Thor's Love and Thunders on Disney Plus yeah. this weekend. Ooh. They dropped so. it for Disney Plus Day. I was We were actually going to watch it before we recorded, and then uh, we remembered that I also had to watch the episode. <laughs> and then I watched that early enough that we could have watched it, but then... Sarah and Aubrey fell asleep, so I was just like, "Okay, right, I will wait until tomorrow to watch that." Yeah, yeah I've heard good. bad reviews on Love and I heard <laughs> the the reviews that I've heard that are that are like quote unquote bad are what they're saying the movie is about are all things that I liked about Ragnarok. So yeah. they're saying like. All of this that they did in Ragnarok that was terrible is all just in Love and Thunder. It's like, those are all the things that I like from Ragnarok. So I figure I'm going to be fine with Love and Thunder. Plus, I have yet to see anything that Taika Waititi has done that I haven't absolutely loved. Well, let's be honest. It's not like Thor 1 and Thor 2. I forget what was it. Upon a dark world or Whatever. some shit like the, that. The lost world, the dark world, or so, yeah, dark world. Something. Yeah, something about dark world, yeah. Look, let's not let's not act like those were the the fucking top tier of Marvel movies during the age of fucking, you know, the Infinity series. The, you know? No. No, it it was it wasn't until Ragnarok that they actually figured out what to do with Thor as a character yeah. within the yes. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just yes. like they're still they're still working on trying to figure out what they're gonna do with fucking Hulk. They haven't yeah. it's not yeah there yet but then again it's hard to see hulk carrying a whole show unless it's lou whatever his name is playing him brigno there we go i was gonna say figaroni but i knew that wasn't it <laughs> close i get stuff ish <laughs> i drink and know stuff oh my god <laughs> oh, speaking of that man i'm i'm liking house of dragons oh what's his one name? episode oh, oh okay dude. the third episode i'm just gonna say this the, yeah uh who's the guy who what's the name of the actor who plays uh the brother i'm trying to think he's the same yeah matt smith that's that's why I'm, i was looking at you but tony knows i was talking to him because oh, the 11th I was like, he's the 11th doctor from doctor who yeah he is also uh prince philip in the crown the crown yeah right. anyways doesn't say a fucking word the whole episode and he's in quite a bit not of a it. single line yeah. not one line of of dialogue and people are already saying it was such a great performance. He's a shoe in to win the fucking Emmy for it. Yeah. It nice. is phenomenal. Yeah. It's really he's, uh, he's in another movie that I really want to see. It's Last Night in Soho. It's Edgar Wright's um like psychological thriller movie that he came out with a little while ago. Oh yeah. Um I missed it in theaters and then it wasn't on any streaming services, but it just came on Crave, which is 
mostly like Crave is sort of our HBO Max. Um, okay. We get okay. HBO and Stars through uh, Crave. Letterkenny. Gotcha. Yep. Um, Letterkenny is also on Crave. So uh, shout out to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons for this question. Woo. Who do you want to play the new Wolverine? Because Hugh Jackman's Ooh. not going to do it. Oh. So are you asking that because Jared Kiso is one of the front runners and he's in Letterkenny? No, it was because we were talking about Thor and all that shit. And I thought about this. <laughs> yeah. No. I, well, what really made me think of it was we were talking about superheroes and Marvel. So it just popped in my head. But also the person that I heard them talk about and other people have said is a very interesting person that I wouldn't initially think. There are three names that I have heard, and I'm 100% on board with all three of them, and that's Taron Egerton from The Kingsman, yes. Daniel Radcliffe, or Jared yes. Kiso, who's the lead on Letterkenny. Uh, there was another one I heard. Uh, Seth Carl- Rogen. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's too bad it would just be fucking Seth Rogen the whole time. Like, as funny as he is, that's all he is. He's just Seth Rogen in every fucking movie. Yeah. But... Uh, the other one I heard was Carl Urban, and I think he'd be an Ooh, interesting Wolverine. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah be interesting. it would be different. <laughs> I can't say it on here because it's just not, I'm, I'm not British or Australian, but it would just be fun to hear Wolverine say, oi. Oi. C word. <laughs> Fucking quiet. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Look, if it I wasn't mean, for that, the boys, the boys would not be as good as it is. Um, so anyway, I was telling I was telling Rick earlier that um, I was going to try this new thing tonight. It's because Karina's kind of butthurt about some of the comments. So <laughs> the only bad, like negative, uh, you know, feedback we've gotten on on the on the podcast, especially from the CT interview, was that my laugh is incredibly obnoxious and annoying and it apparently ruined the episode for some people. And so I was, I told Rick that I was going to try to see how long I could go tonight without laughing on the podcast. I'm going to be honest. One of the things like if it wasn't about my wife, I would have laughed, but he referred to it as violently laughing. (laughs) And that kind of got me a little bit. I was like, (laughs) and it wasn't even, he said violently laughing. Someone said, she just laughed at everything. He goes violently. Like, oh my god, that is that's descriptive, young man <laughs> or young woman or young so, person. So I'm sorry. He, here's the thing though, and I, like anybody listening to this right now, like please understand, I, I really I don't care. Like how I've told all of these guys here numerous times, and I think I've even said it live on the podcast that I think my laugh is annoying. It bothers me. A lot of the time, I don't even listen to our episodes after they're released because I don't fucking like my voice nor my laugh. <laughs> so I get it. But anyway, I told Rick I was going to try to try to go this whole episode without laughing. Okay. And Rick yeah. has taken it as a challenge and it's becoming extreme. And I've I've already broken it a couple of times. Like I already laughed a little bit at the beginning, but I figure I hadn't told anybody my plan yet. So it doesn't count. Because you already lost your plan. <laughs> it doesn't count. Plus, plus, you're the editor. You can just remove it. <laughs> yeah. Facts. I don't, think, I, I don't think you're laughing. Annoying. I think it's content. And I think girls have an advantage because I feel like guys, when we laugh, we, I'm going to go back. We, I sound like Seth Rogen when I laugh. Like, 
<laughs> it's true. It's fucking true. I, I laugh too. I'm like, oh, man, man. <laughs> it's. I think it's the same thing. I think all guys hate the sound of their voice, it, or people in general hate the sound of their voice. Like, yeah. when I hear my voice back, I'm like, there is so much trouble in that. I sound like a 13 year old boy. Oh like, no! What the you fuck? Have, you have so much bass. You have one of the lowest, like the lower frequency voices. You and Tony have really low frequency I have mine. voices. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, Josh's is probably the the more the highest. You know, he hits the high the higher tones and frequencies. Are you saying when he gets, Josh's are more scary? Yeah, when yes. he gets animated, his voice goes higher. Right. When yeah. Rick and I get animated. Our voice almost like strangely almost goes deeper. It does, but yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't make sense because yeah. when you're like when you get more animated and everything like that. The inflection tends to go up, but it mm-hmm. doesn't. See, when I get really bored, I turn it, I get, I get the CT mumbles. Yeah. Well, see, in Corey, I've only had to edit Corey's audio twice. Tonight will be the third time, I think. Right? Yeah. Tonight will be the yeah. third. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't quite have a feel for it yet. I'm still learning where I have to have all my levels and stuff. But... um. But yeah, no, so far yours is you're definitely on the lower end. So I don't know why you feel like a 13 year old boy. Yeah. Your voice doesn't sound like that. I just <laughs> you know what? I'm just Fuck. really thankful. You're welcome. I'm really thankful that there's not answering machines anymore that you have to hear your answering machine every time you played a message because I would fucking hate that shit. Thank God it's all yeah. just visual voicemail on my phone. I just be like, yes. oh, yeah, I don't need that. I don't even listen to my voicemails. I just read them now. But- I live with the mumbles on here. I'm constantly thinking about it all the time. Like, yeah. open your mouth a little bit. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> Normally in my day-to-day life. Yeah, I go into radio voice. <laughs> yeah, computer yeah. voices. I'm like, dang. When I listen back, I'm like, dang. Not blessed. I look at it this way. Like, anybody, anybody who has a specific issue with any one of the things that any of us do has the option to not listen. And yes. that's not to say I'm telling people like, go listen to something else. But what I'm saying is like, I don't find your laugh annoying. I've listened to your laugh for however many episodes I have recorded with you, either exit interviews, unplugged or recaps or round tables or round caps and retables. And <laughs> Like we all have our specific ticks and we all have like these random things that yeah. are very unique to each of us. That's what makes the show what it is. And that's what makes the hosting of it exactly yeah. what it is. Exactly. So, and with that being it, said, see, that's say, one it, of the things I do is I interrupt it, people. It, now. <laughs> it reminded me of the, uh, of the, you know, with that being said episode uh, episode oh, and reminded me of Melissa who I, I, freaking love her like she is one of our biggest supporters now which is so funny with how the whole relationship started because um Corey, i don't know if you know the story um i'll just tell this real quick and then we can get started on the episode but maybe uh so we i can't remember it was earlier in our podcast we were maybe halfway through recapping season 37 and we got a message on instagram from a girl named melissa and she was like, look, I like listening to you guys. You, you're you really good at recapping. And I like, you know, your thoughts and your ideas and the things you guys, you know, kind of put forth. She goes, but can that guy just stop saying with that being said, it is so effing annoying or like something like that. 
And so I showed it to the guys. I showed it and she was obviously talking about Rick. And so I showed it to Rick. And so he obviously took it as a challenge. And the next episode, we shouted her out and he was like, you know, going through the whole episode, trying to see if he could avoid saying that phrase. Um, It did not last very long. I think about halfway through the episode, he'd already said it a few times. And then he was just like, this is too fucking hard. Like, I'm sorry, I suck, but I can't stop saying this. And then we ended up naming the episode after her. And so it ended up being called like whatever episode number it was. And then with it that was, being said, fuck, I'm sorry, Melissa. Fuck, sorry, Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> and so and then from there, it's just like she's now like one of our biggest like I don't want to say like cheerleaders, but like every little thing that happens for us, like she's on it. There was one point where she couldn't figure she was locked out of her Spotify account and she'd been working with uh, customer service to. Uh, you know, get her passwords and stuff reset because she was like on the premium plan or whatever. And it was a couple of weeks and she was upset because she couldn't listen to us because at that point we weren't putting our episodes on YouTube and Mm. we, you know, and she doesn't have Apple or whatever. And so she relied on Spotify to listen to us and she would message me every week and she'd be like, so glad to see you guys are releasing episodes. I just can't listen to them and I hate it and stuff like that. So I, I love her and I adore her. But oh. yeah, no, that was a fun one. Well, with uh with that being said, a couple Bingo. things. I'm i I'm so glad people can't like, comment on Spotify. <laughs> no <laughs> shit. <there>. Right? <laughs> yeah, just the range of us. And two, your laughter during the CT interview. People listen to the other interviews. Like, you don't laugh as much, but he, and I don't say this in a bad way, he was just kind of spiraling into yeah. these hypothetical situations, just like he was just cutting up. Yeah. Like, he was just making them. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, yes. look, and here, I'm going to say this, and I feel like I'm the authority on this because I spend <laughs> the most time with you out of everyone. <laughs> and I don't just mean it on the podcast, but I mean it in the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good thing you clarified. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, laugh, see that? another strike. Laugh. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be good at this tonight. <laughs> no. Um, your laugh is endearing. I love it. And I enjoy your laughter because it makes me feel good because I like trying to be funny sometimes. sometimes. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Even though during the first year of our relationship, you constantly repeated, you're not funny. You're not funny. So with that being said, it was kind of albeit, funny, though. Um, <laughs> you know. At the end of the day, if you don't like her laughing, then fucking rate us five stars and go listen to the Tyson or Bananas podcast. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to be able to. Do, and that was my thing is that I was going to try to do it this episode. But then I was like, you know what? Look, I can't do it. I'm just like, I'm too happy of a person. And and like Rick said, if you can't stand my laugh, look, I'm, I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, we wish you well. But I just I can't. <laughs> I just want to say this and it'll be the last thing I I say about this um, for the third time. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And then we're moving on forever. Okay. That's easy. Um, at the end of the day, as much as we love that some people choose to listen to us, which I think all of us are surprised by that yes. eight people tolerate us at all. I, and we love you guys and appreciate you. We don't do this for you. Yeah. We do it for us yeah. because the minute we stop doing this for us and start doing it for other people it won't be job it won't be original yeah it won't be real us and it 
it like Tony said, it becomes a job and it's not a passion at that point. And you're not going to enjoy it as much as we're not enjoying doing it. Exactly. So in, you know, this is our escape. This is our fun place. Yeah. I don't, I don't, we're not everybody's cup of tea and yeah. that's okay. Some people like decaf and those fucking people are weird, but whatever. <laughs> I do agree with you on that. It's just like, you know, uh, now who Davon and Devin, those are challenges, right? Like those are from the show. It's just like, y'all have a human aspect to it. Y'all are just yeah. regular people, love the show. And then yeah. at the end of the day, like, you are who you are and conform that, you know, well, just be who you are. And like I said, I don't think you're less annoying. So well, get I, that Instagram I, comment. I appreciate it. And honestly, at the end of the day, out of, you know, the like 10,000 listens and downloads and whatever the heck you want to call it, plus the literal ridiculous amount of like comments and messages and, you know, tags and stories and tags on pages and all this stuff and all the comments on CT's post on his page. Uh, out of all of that, there was maybe like five, five or six people who complained about the episode in any way, shape or form. And it was all just my laugh. And I'm like, look, if that's the worst thing that you can find about that episode, then I am fucking proud. And that's fine with me. Well, <laughs> like, you can and- hate my laugh. That's okay. <laughs> And I'm just going to say this. For the last time. Imagine. For the last time. <laughs> I was <laughs> With that. Is this the last thing you're going to say before we move on? This is the last thing I'm going to say all night. <laughs> um, just everybody listening. It, close your eyes unless you're driving. Don't do that Don't if do you're that. driving. But yeah. if you're sitting at home relaxing, close your eyes. Imagine having the the same crush for over 25 years and you've only watched them on TV and then randomly within three weeks, you find out you're going to be talking to that person and then you prepare to talk to that person, but you're only preparing for 20 minutes of conversation and then they talk to you for two and a half hours and they are, they know your name, they know who you are. They're overtly charming, overtly funny, overtly like just super charismatic and of course they're going to be charismatic because they've been on tv for fucking 20 years (laughs) are you telling me that you're not going to laugh yeah when they talk yeah i don't have a i don't have a crush on him but after that interview i have a crush on him he's my new (laughs) video well i had a buddy that you know he's a fan and he listened to the interview i just think the way he said it he got it like he understood it like he's like this girl won't stop blowing She's fangirling and mm-hmm. would do the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll 100% admit it was definitely me fangirling. And it's not something I do on every episode and every interview. Um, but that was that was a big thing for me. And not just because like, you know, nobody gets CT and stuff. But I my fandom for CT goes beyond the podcast very, goes very, 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 very far back in my life. So, you know, to to be able to meet him and be the one that gets to ask him these things and have conversation and, you know, like we said, him knowing who we were and stuff like that was, yes, I fangirled the fuck out. And for those that it annoyed, I do apologize. And I hope that, uh, you know, you stuck around and realized that I don't behave that way on every episode. I was just, I don't. Nah, she doesn't. She doesn't. Because I listen to other ones, but it's all CT, like, CT immediately, like, wall down from professional, how y'all thought y'all were going to have to keep it. 
just bullshit and cut yeah. up immediately yeah. exactly. burn the wall down. Yeah. yeah. So well, and if you want to hear me fangirl, go listen to our Tory episode. Yes. It was dropped in February, I believe. Yeah. Or maybe like later, earlier. I don't fucking know. Google that. You'll shit. barely hear me on the Jenny West episode because I didn't say anything for the first chunk of it because I was more <laughs> so still in awe of the fact that I was on the podcast still because it was yeah. still pretty new. And it was a last minute thing that I hadn't been doing accident or hadn't been doing unplugs yet. Yeah. Plus, it was Jenny West. Yeah, just exactly. Like, just like if we get Emily Schramm, we're going to bring Corey on. Yeah. You know, just randomly yep. get a message and be like, hey, we're interviewing Emily in like next Saturday. Um, you know, be ready. <laughs> I'm a crumble. Yeah. yeah dude, you know, when we interviewed Tori, like I went so over the top, I put on a turtleneck and a fucking blazer, a homemade turtleneck because I don't own a turtleneck. So I just took like a three quarter zip and put it on fucking backwards and then put the blazer over it. And I did about the first 20 minutes of it feeling like I was going to puke the whole time. <laughs> And of course she showed up and she was just like beaming and like beautiful and just like talkative and funny, like right out the gate. Like, oh, it was just, yeah, that was a good episode though. I love her. Besides Emily, I'll get Melissa on probably be the same way. Melissa. (laughs) Melissa Reeves. Oh yeah. yeah, We'll get that on. Yeah. We could get Melissa. I mean, worst case scenario, somebody's just got to sign up for OnlyFans and then, you know, she'll read your message. message. Yeah, exactly. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us at the Challenge Fandom Podcast. Tonight we're bringing you another episode of the Challenge Trash Talk Roundtable, where we're going to be episode, where we're going to be recapping episode 10 of the Challenge USA, Pledges of Allegiance. What, what? Let's go. Let's go. Look, I feel like the last two episodes have been a lot of fucking build up, and we got a little bit of action last week out of it, and then this week, I mean... Kind of fell flat a little bit for me compared to the last two weeks. I'm just going to be honest. Mm, I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence on it because, like, this episode was fucking awesome for me for a particular reason. But I do see what you mean. And, like, and we'll get into, like, the daily and stuff. But, like, the daily was not, like, fun to watch. It was one of those that was, like, probably really, like, fun and exciting and nerve-wracking for them to do. But as a viewer, it just wasn't like it wasn't fun to watch. It wasn't engaging, in my opinion. It It's hard to build a captivating three minute yeah. set because like, yeah. they only had three minutes to do it. So that means that for every person that runs it, you have a maximum of three minutes of footage to stitch together yeah. for that part of the daily. Right. And And the thing is, is maybe it would have been more competitive if any of the cast finished and then been like, Oh, who's, who's closer. Who did it faster? But it wasn't that at all. It was, it was that for the guys. Cause like, I, we weren't really sure at first. I mean, I kind of assumed that who won was going to win, but you know, we'll, we'll get into it. Let's start at the intro. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> change of pace let's here Start at the beginning. Let's go ahead and downshift back to second and do the intro. Rick um, likes to just go straight into third. I'm just saying, sometimes I'm coming in hot. All right. <laughs> Um, anyways, guys, my name is Ricky Hayes. I've got my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, sitting here next to me. <laughs> We've got Tony, Stath, and motherfucking Info Lance. 
And then Corey, I haven't come up with a nickname for your middle name yet. Viator. You're going to get one. Though. You're going to get one. I just don't know what it is. Uh, Corey the Cajun. I don't know. The Corey. I, we're going to come up with something. I'm going to get, I'm gonna get your, there. Your favorite Saints fan. I mean, <laughs> I know it hurts you to say, but you could. Uh, you're the most. You're the most acceptable Saints fan I know. I'll put it that way. <laughs> um, so, like I said, uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. So this episode uh, starts off with the intro of Dom and Enzo fanning the flames of the fucking outdoor fire, saying it's getting hot. It's getting hot. Hot. Fire! No. Um, sorry. Uh, from what we know, Dom, he was probably trying to grill something on that. Probably. Oh my god, Fuck, dude! I kind of want to hire that guy to just come over and grill for barbecues. For just me. come do my backyard, man. His Instagram, like, so good, and the I know we've talked about it several times, but his barbecue like fire pit thing is yeah beyond. It's ridiculous. I like. I honestly am at the point in my life and like my relationship with his IG page that. I cannot go to his page or look at his stories unless I've already eaten because like yeah. everything it's just like it's everything it looks so yummy and I just like I always want to eat when I watch his page. And he does it also well. Like yeah. everything looks amazing. So the next part in the intro that we see is a little conversation between Justine, Kayla, and Sarah. Um, where Sarah and the confessional says the fab five is done after what Desi did. Oh yeah. It's just going to be us three from now on. Uh, but team they Sarah. All, yeah. Team Sarah is really what it is, uh-huh. that, but there's no team Sarah. That's, my that's what she said. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> yeah. God, she's so entitled, she's but terrible. the, but they, at least they're smart enough to know that they have to keep Desi somewhat in the circle. So yeah. I will give him credit there. Yeah. It was probably Kayla's idea. <laughs> I would like to point out, did you notice the bathroom? They have like a trough sink. Like yeah. they're adults. They <laughs> they all have like real like they have real life jobs that yeah. they do when they're not there and they have like houses and apartments and they have beds and they have bathrooms at home and they've got a sink trough on either yeah. side. Have you ever seen the Jerry Seinfeld stand up? Uh, I'm telling you for the last time where he talks about sinks in the airport and he talks about how the faucets have the little push down and it only goes for five seconds. And it's like, yeah. oh my what God, do you yeah. think? There's a bunch of businessmen in here that are like running through the bathroom. Like, oh, I left all the faucets on. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, nobody's doing that. Come on. <laughs> We're adults. I'd probably do it. I felt bad for them because like I know that they said that the accommodations were not the best. But then, yeah. like, I saw, and I saw, like, the bunks and everything, and really, like, that's part of the challenge, is you're all in bunks. But yeah. then, when I, they were all having their dance party in the bathroom, I was like, that's, like, give give them proper bathrooms. Yeah, I, I'm I curious agree. on which people are complaining, if it's the Love Island and Big Brother crew, or if it's everybody, because... Let's be honest. On Amazing Race, I've seen motherfuckers sleep on the street. Well, and you know, I know. Survivor, they're on an island. They're literally. With nothing. Yeah. And that's my thing. I'm like, there better not be any fucking Survivor players complaining because this is like luxury living compared to what you had to do for your last show, bro. Like. You get catered food three times a day, bro. Come on. Well, I mean, Love Island, too. Like, there's basic bed. If anybody's hooking up, well, you're a part of it. You're yeah. right next to him, you know, getting away from it. 
Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking just wake up in the middle of the night. Who's stirring macaroni and cheese? <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. It's like, that's terrible. <laughs> God damn me with that. <laughs> Uh, oh, all right, guys. Thank you. I'm out of here. Did my job tonight. Anyway, um, moving forward. So the next uh, next portion we get is uh, some house scene after they do the intro, talking about the elimination that happened last week. If you want to know about that, listen to our last episode. <laughs> um, so the first part in the house that we see is Ben and Enzo uh, kind of going back and forth, enjoying a moment of friendship. And it kind of dives deeper into something that we've learned that they are basing a friendship with each other uh which put ben at odds because he wants to keep benzo in the game but he knows the alliance he's a part of he can't do it so yeah. it's creating that inner conflict that's gonna come to a head later in the show mm-hmm. um i did find it uh interesting uh that dom was concerned uh with david or enzo winning um yeah. because you know he foresees what that's going to cause to their alliance but I'm going to give a shout out to CBS and to Buna Murray because I was for sure thinking right there, like, fuck David or Enzo's winning this daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the foreshadow yeah. we all look at, and they proved <clears throat> me wrong. Spoiler alert. Yeah, no, they they definitely did in a way because the the part right before where Ben and Enzo, you know, and he's talking about how, you know, he wants to keep Enzo safe, but he just doesn't know how long he's going to be able to do that. Like, that's also kind of foreshadowing. But they gave us options this time, at least. So it wasn't, like, just straight out the gate, like, oh, pfft, that's who's going to, you know. But I want to give Dom a shout-out because he he is playing smart, you know what I mean? He's very well aware that if Enzo or David win, that's the pretty much, I don't want to say the end of their alliance, but it's going to severely affect their alliance because that means one of their alliance members loses. And, you know is also going to get thrown against in against you know whoever's down there so i don't know i like the way that dom is has been playing especially like there was that one episode when he was uh partnered with uh Cache that i was like mm, i was feeling a little meh yeah. about how he was on that episode but like ever since then like he's just he's consistently shown like really good strategy with the game and that's really what i've been noticing from him and i like it I was going to say, yeah, that episode, everyone was like, oh, Dom. I feel about Dom. But ever since that point, he's been playing it terrific. Yeah, everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. And I I would like you guys to all watch his season of Survivor as well. Yeah. Um, because it was like he he is so strategic. Like he understands that game so well. And he understands the like the the strategy involved in this game so well too mm-hmm. um very like very similar to kayla in the sense that they've got a really good read on the situation within seconds of the situation developing yeah now that's not to say there haven't been missteps but right like yeah, yeah for There's the most part look nobody nobody calls a game 100 percent while they're playing the game right yeah like nobody's nope. flawless like we've seen really great games but we've never seen somebody just completely dominate and have a completely flawless game no um, even in CT's wins or bananas wins, there's Jordan Jordan's like, yeah. there's some issues that happen. Um, but one thing I want to talk about is when we usually talk about this show and any other show, we're always complaining about people like they're getting upset because they lied. Like this game is for a lot of money and people are going to lie. You have to appreciate that. Yeah. And we almost come in with this preconceived notion that everybody everybody's gonna tell a lie or or be deceitful or 
or not hold up their word, but I want to give a shout out to fucking Angela because she is one of the most like loyal to the people she plays with game. Like she, yeah. there is no stepping away from that. Like no. she is dedicated and it's been consistent since week one. Like it's been Tyson. And then we find out since like week two, it's been Tyson, Angela and Kylan. Yep. And then now with this new lines that she started and she's just drilling at home that she is locked in with these people. And these are the people she's going to run. She's yeah. figured out how she wants to do this game. So it's not something you see often, especially calling back to the flagship where, you know, bananas is like, I'm going to use you as long as I can need you and then toss you to the side kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So just, you know, shout out there. No, I, I, I agree 100%. And I think we kind of touched on this last week is, you know, and I think it kind of feeds into that is that she's she's just that kind of person who I just don't really think that she's even capable of like being fake. Like it's just she's she's not good at that. She wasn't like that on BB. She was very, you know, upfront. And, you know, if she didn't like you and didn't want to work with you, you knew it. And mm -hmm. she didn't really care. And I feel like she has that same kind of outlook here where she knows that she is one of, if not the best performer on the show so far for the women. And that gives her the ability to choose who she wants to work with. And, you know, now that she's locked in who she wants and how she thinks. And I love that she's already been thinking about the final. And that's why she picked these survivor guys, you know, because she could have paired with the BB guys, but she knows, you know, that. Survivor guys like Danny and Ben and Tyson are, and even Dominic are more likely to perform better in a final than, you know, the BB guys that are left. And I mean, it makes me wonder if it was a little bit different. Like if David and Enzo had gone home earlier in the game and Xavier and Kylan were still here, if she would have feel the same way or if she would have attempted to work with BB, but you know, what ifs? <laughs> I think that big brother, like the big brother men suffered from recency of their mm -hmm. season. Yes. So they, the bulk of the guys all came from the same season. Yeah. So I don't think because Angela is a very smart player, I don't think that she ever would have aligned herself with them yeah. because they were arguably some of the most recent players to play their respective show that are on this season. Right. No, that's so a they're good immediately going to be a target because everybody's seen what they can do and everybody knows how they play. Right. So it doesn't make sense to align with them because they're probably going to be some of the first target. Well, that not and and also the fact that the recency as far as the open wounds that happened on that season. Yeah, right. totally. Yeah. She knew there was probably going to be infighting as well as we all knew there would be infighting with amongst them because yeah. of what happened. No, that's a really good, that's actually a really good point. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. She's, she's locked in with a survivor guy. She knows who she wants to take. And even Alyssa, you know, she's locked in with Alyssa. Knows she wants to take Alyssa to the final. She probably, you know, enjoys Alyssa, uh, but knows that she could beat her. And, you know, and you can't really blame her for that. And she knows those three guys could help her in a final. So, I mean, you got to give it up to her for it. Yeah. Can can I just say something? Like, I know we're towards the end of the season. I'm just now noticing this. But <laughs> have you guys noticed that Desi has the most badass slow motion walking scenes? Like, she had two of them in this back-to-back. -back, like, the intro where they did the recap and then they're walking out of the arena and they show her walking in slow motion. 
badass. Yeah. And then when they were walking to head towards the daily, she's like off to the side, like locked in on the camera. And it's just like the most badass fucking shot. I'm like, nobody else looks fucking good walking to the daily. How do you do this? Do you know why? Yeah. Because she looks like a badass when she's walking at normal speed. So when they slow it down, she looks like even more of a badass. The only thing that I can make this say that would make this better is if something blew up behind her as she was walking away in slow motion. Kind of like what I do at a Taco Bell when I come out of the bathroom. Flagship well stuff. Explosions, Rick. I was going to say, <laughs> we were all like, everybody complains about the explosions. Now Rick wants to add them back into the challenge now that we finally got rid of them. Right. <laughs> Look, I, I am all for explosions in moderation. We don't need an explosion every time a daily happens. Yeah. But a, an explosion every three episodes. I'm good with that. Right. I like, yeah, give us a couple every season. You know, I like few. when things go boom. Let's be honest. <laughs> just not overdo it. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Look, you just put together a tanagram. We don't need an explosion for that. Yeah, it's fine. Really. Yeah. We don't need an explosion. But what if, but what if putting it all in in the precise way and locking it in? triggers an explosion that happens all the time yeah that is a real life problem <laughs> yeah that's yeah, why I people mean, don't do them in the real world exactly. no that's why i just do it on my phone and not in real life because i yeah. can't afford repairing my house from explosions exactly it's not <laughs> worth it insurance doesn't cover that no, no it doesn't tanagram explosions is not covered by homeowners <laughs> insurance it is not Dro- considered an act of god yeah. <laughs> dropping facts tonight those tanger explosions yeah. <laughs> <laughs> extra vitamin c oh my god so uh anyways guys from this part we go into the daily danny sees this giant semi carrying a trailer and he automatically <laughs> channels his inner nerd which i really appreciate he's like is that fucking optimus prime <laughs> you know what i mean i was like fuck yeah bro Hell that yeah. is a transformer you're right <laughs> it wasn't a transformer but that would have been badass especially if it like transformed it and then there was an explosion oh my god you know what i mean <laughs> then you're then you're like optimus prime did a puzzle yeah That's exactly. he did right a there. tanagram right <laughs> there <laughs> see how we Put a nice little bow on that. That's what hive mind is right there, guys. You're welcome. Anyways, so this uh, I'm going to be honest. Um, I don't really appreciate the name of this daily called Code Crossing. That's weird. Yeah. Like what yeah. code? You guys couldn't couldn't come up with anything. They had the that? code in the beginning where they picked six pegs, I guess. You could have cut could have went on and called this. Keep on trucking. It would have been just as good. Oh, geez. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're not first, you're last. I, I don't know. That's going too far. Anyways, so the basic object of this uh, <laughs> daily is there's a semi, and on both sides of the trailer, they have set up basically a climbing course where there's holes uh, in the side, and you have to stick a peg in it and get yourself from one side to the very, well, the back to the front, and then climb up the trailer. If you get to the top, and pull the little cord to release the smoke, you win. If you fall off, you get DQ'd. Now, here's where it gets kind of interesting. Before you get on that truck, you're presented with a little model where you get to place six pegs uh, before you even get on the truck that you don't have to worry about. To help you out. To help you out, to get you across. That's the basis of this game. I don't know how to explain it any better. If you need a visual aspect, go watch the show. <laughs> yep. The so only thing that I'll add is they have it. all the pegs on the back of the truck where you start because you have yep. to load your bags full of them so that you can use enough to get all the way across you yes. would think so but we were proven wrong about that that is true we were proven wrong the only one who did it yep it so 
Go ahead. I say, was this not like right immediately? Did you not? It was a daily that everyone else should have been able to watch. Yes, I did think that. Yeah, I that was weird that that they were able to watch it happen. Now they were they were able to watch it, but they started like way way down the line. So they they crossed like they passed them at some point. But the other thing too, like because of how difficult the daily is in and of itself, I really don't think that there should have been a time limit. I think that it should have been just do it. Yeah, and then it's it a done. timed event. The only thing that I can figure is if it takes roughly three minutes to get from one end to the other driving. So they had to give a three minute timer because they'd run out of road otherwise. Right. Yeah. And that's probably what it was. Uh, yeah, more than likely. Um, so, guys, I don't feel like we need to recap how everybody did on this just based on the fact that nobody really got that far. Um, yeah. I mean, like, no. I'll go through a quick breakdown. Tyson and David go first. Both have a really hard time yeah. because they're the first ones and they're the, you know, the guinea pigs on this daily. And they front loaded the pegs. Yeah. And they front load all the pegs and then, you know, obviously realize it's really hard to lean down and put the ones you need to step on while you're hanging from the one from one arm. It's yeah. damn near impossible. Yeah. So he's uh, he struggles. Sarah's happy to see Tyson struggling. Tyson's obviously concerned that he may be going in because he's got a lot of money, the most money for the men. Yeah. And, and uh, he did not get very far. You no, know, he did. He did poorly. Up next was Sarah and she falls off. <laughs> Surprising. No, no, it wasn't. Shocker. She once again. Dom was probably my favorite, though. You know what I've just realized? He went in with so much fucking confidence. He did well. He did though. pretty well. He did. He, he did was, do it was well. Actually, it was apparently like right down to the wire between him and Ben for actually winning. Yeah. Funny thing though, um, Dom actually had the exact same strategy that Angela did. He just didn't tell anyone. Yeah. And he just he did it on his own yeah. and like didn't give anybody there a were, heads up or anything like that. There were a couple people who ended up doing it. They just weren't they just, you know, they just weren't they weren't as fast. And, yeah. ben, ben did it too and so did Justine. Yeah. The other thing, um like Kayla fell. Um but <laughs> One of the right things away. that Tyson mentioned was with the pegs, when you put it into the, the hole on the side of the truck, if you keep the weight on it, then mm-hmm. it stays in. But if you let the weight go, mm-hmm. then it starts to slide out. Gotcha. And if you and because I, I listened to the recap when I was on the way to the valley today or not the recap, but uh, Tyson's podcast when he mentioned that. So when I watched it again. When Kayla um, falls off the side of the truck, she's still holding that peg that she that did she did have in the side of the truck. Yeah. So it looks like it actually did just sort of like come out, out as she was putting her weight back onto it. Right. You know what's something I noticed? I'm just kind of sitting here saying it. What? Sarah and Enzo are the same player. <laughs> They're yeah. both shit at dailies, but they've done good in eliminations. Yeah. What? They're both two and zero oh in eliminations up to this point. Yeah. Sarah is built for a final more so than for the game. Yeah. Um, Like for the dailies and stuff like that. Like she can, she can make her way through an elimination depending on what it is, but her skill set is definitely better suited for a final or in some aspects, like the actual in-house game, not necessarily like specifically the dailies themselves. I agree with that. One yeah. of them is way less cocky than the other. 
<laughs> one of them's really funny and one of them's a meow meow. Yeah, cat gang. Well, like, yeah. Well, and that what did what was that comment that Enzo made about Kayla when like they went oh, driving I got, by? I right here he goes. The truck goes by and Kayla's just standing on the platform on the back waving. It's like the same Patty same Patty Day parade back at home. <laughs> She's just right. driving by waving. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck yes, dude!" Uh, I but- loved it. Like that was so. I-, I love her. I love Kayla so much. And it was like that could have been a really like sad or like you know hard moment for her, but she took it well. She got back up on the back and she waved and you know she took it like a champ. So, so- I-, I like Kayla. I'm going to say something that is out of character for me, but because this has to do with fashion and not necessarily the challenge. But okay. Justine did a confessional right here at this portion of the show. Oh with their windbreaker. Ooh, that windbreaker is fire. Oh, my God. Fire. I want to go get some windbreakers oh, yeah. right now. Like aqua blue, <laughs> neon green, hot pink. I love it. Is that what green. prompted you to make your post there the other day? No, I saw a meme somewhere and then there you go. <laughs> you know, that's that's how that works. There's no Habits. prior. There's no like uh, <laughs> you didn't go searching yeah. for windbreaker memes. No, no, dude. The only time I'm searching for like memes is when it's for my work. Yeah, that's, that's the only true. time. You but, know, but didn't uh, uh, it was uh, daily that Angela chair got second running on the little in the water. Didn't Kayla fight daily on that, too? I heard right does right away. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. immediately. So after that, uh, Sarah is, uh, she's watching wow. Ben and I believe it was Enzo go. And she comments how she's worried about how close Angela and Ben are getting. And she's trying to distance herself from him because of that, obviously. Yeah. Um, but Ben is basing a play on performance, which is Angela's doing good. For most of the show and Sarah's not so yeah like you can't be mad at him for that and I get it you know I get she wanted to come in and you know her and Ben worked together most of the season but obviously there was some kind of falling out that we don't we didn't get to see but we heard about on Tyson's podcast and we've talked about here a few times you know so like there was already some kind of like rift between them and like you said, like, why wouldn't Ben want to work with Angela, you know, and, and Sarah's got to understand that, like, friendship is one thing. But when you're here to win money, you're here to win. I think, money. They, had, I think they had both sort of stepped away from one another because, like, he had mentioned it again today on on, like, the newest episode. But yeah. basically, Sarah, like, after the whole Sarah Tyson thing, like, blew up. Um they kind of talked it out and Sarah came to Tyson and said, like, you're like, you're my number one going forward. And then Tyson told Ben that Sarah had said that, but pretty much like in front of Sarah and Sarah didn't deny it. And then so it, it sort of became this thing where both Sarah and Ben realized that while they are still friends, they can't really work together at this point. Like neither one of them. Right can do what they need to do in the game and still kind of protect one another. Yeah. Um, so Tyson was tight with Ben and then Tyson was like also fine with Sarah. Yeah. Um, and you kind of saw it in the daily too. Like when spoiler alert, when Ben won for the guys, mm-hmm. like Tyson's right there with him. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And okay. I have read on a few different places that Ben soured quite not quite a few but a few relationships for being almost like overtly aggressive in the house for having some outbursts and i've i've heard that from a couple different people 
And then it happened again, like with Angela and she mentions it and we'll go into that later. I wonder maybe if that's part of the reason that Sarah is trying to distance herself from. I don't think so. Well, just because like on their season of survivor, like Ben legitimately said, like if it's best for your game, vote me out because our friendship is worth more than the 2 million. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, See, but I also like, was, sorry, go ahead. But my thing was, I don't see it. It's just kind of assumed the Ben and Sarah drift was from Angela Wing, and she brought a list in, and that's when she kind of created an alliance without Sarah, and Ben kind of saw like, hey, this is the group to go with. I could be wrong, but that's just what I you know, they show us. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and like I would, I would love, and I said this, I don't know, somewhere else, but <laughs> that episodes should be an hour and a half, and not because of the drama, but because of the content, because of the strategy, and because of how much of alliances and how many things that are taking place in the house that are changing how people are playing that yeah. we just aren't seeing. And if yeah. it weren't for the fact that somebody who's on the show has a podcast and talks about it, then we wouldn't know. And even then it's still only his perception of events, right? Not necessarily. Well, and I mean, that doesn't matter either because if we got an hour and a half episode, it would just be productions perception, perception of events, of how events, they wanted yeah. to play them. So exactly. I mean, yeah. case in point season 40 of survivor Wendell got like a villains edit. And oh, wow. Wendell isn't like, he's not a villain player, but like no. Sarah is a huge fan of Wendell. And yeah. watching season 40, she's like, I don't like how he's playing. Like, I don't like how it's showing Wendell this season. And right. I was like, yeah, it's definitely not necessarily how Wendell is playing. It's, it's definitely the how the edit is playing. Because you you need somebody to be a villain. And yeah. if you're going to have an all-winner season, you're not going to make Boston Rob the villain that time. Because Boston Rob is Boston Rob. You're right. going to make him the hero as best as you can. Yeah. Which means that you still need a villain. Yep, exactly. No, I, I agree. But yeah, that's that's crazy. So uh, like Tony said, uh, Ben does really well. He ends up winning for the guys. He doesn't finish, though. I'd say yeah. he gets about five feet from from the finish. Yeah, he's, about he's two a lot closer than I thought he was when I watched like, it again. Yeah, he's only like two or three like, rows away. Saying, but I thought he was about three, three rows away from yeah. the end. Um, so up next is Desi and Angela, and they're the last ones. Um, and... First of all, Angela's set up on the model, like her six pegs. Yeah, that she set well, up on the little model. Thing. Yeah, she was smart. She put them about every two to every three other, rows. Yeah, every other row. Yeah, yeah. so she, she also had the legs walk. to accomplish that, though. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's going to be a lot harder for like Sarah to do because Sarah's a lot shorter than Angela is, from what I've seen at least. Yeah. Um, but I really liked what she was talking about when they were getting yes. ready and during her confessional while she was going, how she was saying that she loves climbing and she loves doing individual athletics because the pressure is not on her to help somebody else. It's all on her. And she thrives on that, you know, that kind of thing. And what? she's always done individual athletics. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I appreciate that backstory because once again, you get kind of an insight into how they view things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to write this or, or say exactly what I have on my notes on this as far as how Angela does. Um, everyone does shitty except one person. Holy shit. Angela fucking smokes it. <laughs> yeah, she is the only fucking person to complete this daily. And she does it with she makes it look easy. 
She doesn't even use multiple pegs to get over. I think she took four pegs with her. She had two in her back, in her back pouch, and then the two in her hands. And she'd get to her spot, stand on her thing, and just kept using the same two fucking pegs to just go across instead of wasting time having to pull one out having to get set to put it up in the wall. Like, she saved so much time doing it the way she did it. It was so fucking impressive. Like, oh, my God. It feels like saying it in hindsight, like, you know, I've seen it now. But, like, right away with Tyson David, like, in my head, I was like, you need the foot pegs. Now, I might not have screwed up as good as Angela did. But right away, I was like, you just need the foot pegs. Like, that's what you need. And then I saw mm-hmm. their set, and I was like, no, 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 no. No, 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 but no. Yeah she, yeah, she killed it. Yeah. Oh, she murdered it. And, I mean, look, it's it, – I think Danny kind of captured this best. Angela's fucking superwoman this season. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was literally watching this, and I just kept looking at Rick, and I was like, dude, like, no fucking way. Like, if she is the only one – to get this done to like this daily done tonight, like wow, dude, just uh, just wow. I live tweet it. I think I and I never live tweet. I yeah. go watching Challenge USA live reaction. Holy fucking shit, Angela! Yeah, like it was just so. Imp- I sent her a message it, literally as soon as the daily, as soon as she got up on top of the truck and hit the smoke. I sent her a fucking message on Instagram, and I literally was like. I know it's really late and I'm really sorry about that, but holy shit. Mm. I was like, you absolutely murdered that. Like, I am so impressed with how quickly you got that done, how easy you made it look. Like, you had Mm -hmm. fun with it. Like, that was so freaking impressive. You beat all the guys and the girls. And she she wrote me back. She was really sweet. Like, she's she's always super cool. But um, yeah, that was crazy. I think, too, if uh, if Desi was paired with anybody else. She would have also got up on top of the truck. Yes. Like she was right there. She and was right there. It was they weren't at time. It was just a matter that Angela had, like she did won. the thing. She she got closer than Ben did. Yeah. She yeah. was yeah. like yeah. within one or one row to start climbing up. Yeah. So yeah. If Corey, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say, I mean, kudos to Angela. I actually went back and looked, but like I y'all watched her big brother. I watched her big brother, and she she won five comps on Big Brother, but I just didn't think coming on here. Yeah. Like I knew she'd be strong. Yeah, I knew she'd be a very good competitor, but I was just like, man, like, I don't remember this on Big Brother, her just being so I mean, I know Big Brother competitions don't favor the physically fit as much, mm-hmm. if that's fair to say. But yeah, I was just I was just well, blown this, away is, by her this, season. this is her fifth on the challenge, too, right? Because she had two partner wins, one with Tyson, one with Kylan. And then this is her third individual win, is it not? It's her fourth. I was going to say was well, she was with they didn't she win with dom as well no did she yeah they put in kylan yeah yeah that's what I thought. yeah this is her fourth she did two teams and then it's her second individual yeah because the one with dom and then this one uh she fucking smokes it she also won with ben on another individual challenge this is her third individual challenge because she won oh, the so she's won one. Five, then. she won the f- very first individual challenge i can't remember exactly what it was her and tyson did yep and then she won the soapy one where you had to run up and down the fucking stupid thing. Well, you're missing one, though. She won another one. With in Kylan and the, the letters. Yeah, her and Kylan won that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm not talking about the teams. I'm just talking about well, since they yeah, won But the I'm saying all the dailies. The The next one was the soapy one. No, there was another one. The they letters f- were oh, the first individual. I don't remember exactly yeah. what it was, but she, this is her third individual win. 
Wasn't yeah, the first individual challenge the soapy one? Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure I think it was. So. Yeah, because that's when she made the alliance with Alyssa and all yeah. of them. That was like but she episodes, won the one yeah. with Kylan where they had to hold the thing on their shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, won yeah, those two. And then she won the one with Dom too. What was that one? Was I that don't the, know what you're talking about? She won with Dom because her and Dom threw Kylan. It was trivia, wasn't it? Yeah, it was no no, it wasn't trivia. Trivia he didn't go out on trivia. Mm-hmm. He went out on um I don't know what it was. But, but yeah, I, I so almost think this is her, her fifth. It's her fifth win. Yeah. It's just season. fucking insane. Like that's just crazy. Well, going back to what Corey said about Big Brother and and uh, then we can move on from yes. how amazing Angela is. Well, is almost. Until we bring it up again. Yeah, exactly. Um is when I first watched her season, I thought in the final three she was the third best competitor compared to uh, Tyler, and Tyler, yeah, Tyler and Casey. Back season, yeah. And then I went back in the second time through. I realized she was the best competitor that season, and yeah. anyone she, and that's why she didn't get brought to final final two because anyone she goes against final two, they lose. Yes, it, I agree. It, she smashes them. She I had agree. a phenomenal season, and and once again, she was extremely loyal in that game too. So it's not like this is just a fluke thing that she's doing this season. Right. So. No, she knows how she wants to play. Actually, no, we're going to talk about Angela one more because I, that's why TJ. I said it. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. It's your favorite part, so do <laughs> so, it. So yeah, this was absolutely by far my favorite part of the the entire episode. So you know, they get up there. TJ announces that you know he congrat- starts congratulating everybody, and everybody starts clapping, and then he's like. I was talking to Angela and, you know, and so she starts smiling or whatever. And he says, Angela, dominating performance, completely killing everyone. Congratulations. You're the only one to pop the smoke. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. The effort that you gave was second to none. And like, I cannot think of like, at least not off the top of my head. I don't want to say never. But I can't think of another moment that I have ever heard TJ give someone praise like that. But then he followed it up with, unfortunately, we have to nail the guy winner. And Ben, that's you. Yeah. (laughs) Ben, you did the best. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately. did the best of the worst. Yeah. (laughs) I want to say he has, he praised like that before, but to see it on USA first season and it's just Angela's had a dominating run. You know, yeah. there's nothing else to it. And well, TJ she killed sees this it. Fucking, yeah, she, she fucking murdered it. This daily. Like, and like I said, it was boring as shit to watch. It was definitely not made for the viewers. But the fact that nobody got it done, not a single person, none of those guys have been talking shit all season. None of the, you know, like not Sarah, who's been talking shit all season. Nobody got it done except Angela. And that's just badass. Well, I give it to uh, Desi. Because I'm not going to be exactly how she said it, but she lost to Angela. But at the same time, she said the only one to complete it was a girl. Mm-hmm. And that's something to praise in itself. Yes. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. I definitely, I, I definitely like that. And you know what? And that's my thing. Like, I think I've kind of been clear on my view on Kara. Like, I respect Kara. I think she's one of the goats. She's mm-hmm. on the Mount Rushmore. And her, and, what she did on vendettas is one of the most impressive things I've seen because it's a single winner and she beat males in a final. Right now you can feel any certain way about how she won it, but she won it nonetheless. And that's an impressive feat. Just like Angela beating all the guys on this is a super impressive fucking feat. Yeah. And, and, you know, so shouts out to Angela, dude, you're fucking killing it. We're loves. We love seeing it. 
and uh, we're we're here to see more of it. Hell yeah! Uh, with that being said, the at this point of the daily, they head back to the house while well, we actually, head to this ad by anchor. Actually, actually. Okay or not? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, every I don't time know. I, fi- I figured we could tell them who came in last place. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> who came in last place, Karina? David. Dear God, going to the ad. No, no. <laughs> yes, so last no, place I'm, was no, David. We're done. We're done. He did Kayla. the worst. They didn't say it, but it was Kayla. <laughs> was it? Yeah, Kayla did fall off before Sarah. That is yeah. true. Yeah, she fell off right yeah. away. I just focused in on Sarah falling off. <laughs> Anyways, guys, check out this ad. We'll be back. Thank you for sticking through that anchor ad with us and uh, rejoin us as last we said, David lost the uh, daily. So he'll be the one going down into the arena. Um, We get back to the house and it pretty much just jumps into Angela talking to Ben saying, hey, should we go do this? And we go right into the liberation with Mm -hmm. David. And Ben asked him if you could choose one person to go against, who would you choose? And, you know, David wants Dom or Tyson, but he really wants Tyson. Because of Tyson's bank. Yeah, I think I think the that's probably and, it. Yeah. I think uh, there's also, and this hasn't been shown, but it's a really big thing in Big Brother is if someone's won or has money, get them the fuck out. They've yeah. already got their money. Yeah. And yep. it's alluded to later, but I think that is part of the reason we see a lot of these guys saying, we want to go against Tyson. We want to go against Tyson. And uh, David even mentions the fact that, you know, he feels tight in a physical elimination. That's where Tyson's going to come up short. And he may be right. Um, we haven't seen anything from Tyson to say he either would be or would not be good in it, but that's where people are kind of taking their shots. And look, it it very well could be true. Um, but Tyson you, admitted it. You yeah. know, that's not his strong point. You know, physical head to head. You know, competitions or eliminations like what they do on the challenge is is probably not his strongest point, especially against you know like the bigger guys and whatnot but you know at the same time I, I don't know i just i totally get why david wants one of these two um but it's also a risk because at this point he doesn't know exactly what the elimination is you know what if it wasn't a physical elimination what if it was like the freaking like a cycling elimination? like you don't know <laughs> you know what i mean like so i don't know i thought that was kind of like a, a risky move but i also get why you know, he he didn't want to go against Enzo. That's his boy. But at the same time, like, it was all a mute point because you're telling this to Angela. Yeah. Who's Tyson's number one. Her like, face when he said Tyson, she just looked down like, okay, well, yeah. that's not going to happen. <laughs> she apparently left the route, like, left that meeting and, like, pointed to Tyson and Dom. Yeah. And was just like, you're the names that yeah. we were given. But the... Tyson had said something about how he would have played that elimination. And we can talk about it like when we get there, but yeah, he, he already had a way to work that. Right. Yeah. And he, but he had also said, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say he, he probably might've done well at like a, a balls in, you know, like I think like hall brawl or like pole wrestle would be more of, of ones that he may struggle in depending on who he's going against. But you know, balls in. I think that you know he would have potentially had a had a had a shot at. So it's that's a risk. Oh yeah, yeah. go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, he agreed that 
he's the one that everybody should be trying to get out. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that you like, once again, did not see, he kept him. One of the ways that he kept himself out of this elimination beyond the fact that like, obviously it's Angela and she wasn't going to put him in. Right. Um, he was going around telling people that he had heard production say that there was going to be another men's elimination after this one. Oh, <laughs> so that if he got sent in and came back out again, he'd go after them um, with the rest of the people that he was aligned with. Ooh. So, <laughs> but yeah, Sneaky. so he basically weaponized the fact that production was in the house. Right. Nice. Oh, well, I, I think that's smart. A couple of things for me is after the daily when TJ said you have to nominate one guy to go to elimination, is it not that point where you thought like me right now? Yes, thank you. Okay, yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because I did because he was like, now what I'm going to need you to do right now, or at least that's the vibe that I got from that yeah. moment was they were going to have to choose on the spot. And I also just want to say I miss those days because I like when TJ does that to them where he's like, yeah. pick mm -hmm. right now. No, there's no deliberation. There's nothing. You two make your decision right now. Let's go. Can like, this person go first? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the deliberation, the Ben kind of on the fence, you know, about what he wanted to do. Yeah. And, you know, one side I could see it's like, hey, this is your alliance. How can you do that? But at the same time, you know what it reminded me of? But it was on the spot right then and there. DT hmm. in War of the Worlds 2, where he was like, ah, we're going to keep Tori. Right yeah. here, right now, like that's that's how I kind of felt it, but it just wasn't on the spot. So right, I had time. yeah, yeah, and I felt I I don't know I I agree with what you're saying though, Corey. Um, it, the next portion of this is a reoccurring theme that we've been that I've mentioned at least throughout this podcast is the fact that once again Angela's staying loyal to the alliance and she wants to put in Enzo because he's the only guy remaining that's not in this alliance that she's working with the survivor guys. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Ben counters and says, well, if Tyson's off the board or he goes, I want Tyson or Dom to go in. I agree with, with David mm -hmm. and Angela obviously is Tyson's number one and vice versa. So she's like, no, Tyson's my absolutely no go. And he goes, well, then Enzo's my no go. And then that <laughs> yeah. indecision that, that Corey was talking about. And it gave me vibes of Zach and Amanda. Yes. In in Final yes. Reckoning, absolutely. And I, was, I thought that this was when we were going to see our like deadlock. Yeah. yeah, and and like my thing is is like I get why Ben didn't do it, but if you felt so strongly about Enzo, then say Angela, I'm going to disagree with you, and I'm going to go down there and beat David. Look, here's here's my thing though. I don't think that Ben disagreed so heavily with Angela because it was Enzo or whatever, because he seemed to fold pretty quickly. I think it was just, and he even kind of alluded to this in his confessional. I think it was more about the fact that he felt like he was being controlled by Angela. So it was like his way of being like, no, hold the fucking phone. We're not going to just do what you want to do. Like I'm going to be part of this decision too. So I'm going to protect the guy you want you want to send in because you're taking the guy I want to send in off the table. You know what I mean? Like, but it really wasn't that quick. Like he didn't talk to her about that till the next day because the next scene. No, I know, I I know, but oh, okay. I also think that there was like there. I truly think that there were more conversations, obviously, that happened that we didn't see, yep. and that Ben realized that if he doesn't. If they don't agree and they come to a deadlock, there's a good chance that he would be the one going down against David. 
And I think for, you know, for Ben at this point, like he's so focused on the final and potentially winning that it's just not worth the risk at that point. Like, you know, is the friendship worth potentially losing your opportunity at the money? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of talked about a little bit of this earlier, but, you know, the next scene we see after them kind of bickering is Angela talking to Danny and Tyson uh, about how she told Ben that, you know, basically he needed to leave and they needed to stop talking about because he was getting kind of aggressive towards her during the deliberation Mm -hmm. and they needed that space away. And then what Karina said right after this conversation, we see Ben come up to her and and have that conversation saying, no, you're right. Let's put Enzo in. It's about the alliance. Um, The part that really got me, though, is where Danny's confessional comes in and he goes, because of my move last week, we are keeping Angela's allegiance Mm -hmm. because I didn't throw her or listen. And it's so fucking true. That move save their ass this week if danny had thrown Alyssa in last week he he may have been going in this week against david you know and not to say that danny would have lost but yeah Yeah. well the thing i didn't like about the deliberation is i mean it's editing and stuff but i just feel like angela could have just said like hey enzo's not in alliance he's not who i've been protecting this whole time i just didn't like the her bashing enzo i never liked that part of the game yeah. Like saying he slept the whole time. He doesn't deserve to be here. Like he's already won two eliminations before tonight. I just don't like that part of it. And I just feel like it's unnecessary. Agreed. I, I agree with you. Yeah. And I feel like we've all said this, that there are players that are good at dailies. There are good players yep. that are bad at dailies, but are good at eliminations. And then there's players that are, you know, good at everything and, you know, all over the board. Yeah. When you go down twice and you win both times. And one was a physical elimination and the other was an endurance elimination. Mm-hmm. You've proven yourself, in my opinion. Yeah, you deserve to be there. Once could be a fluke. Right. Twice is not. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's how I view it. I get what Angela's saying because she's afraid of the swimming portion. Yes. But and I'm sorry. Enzo has shown himself more than capable at almost everything else, including endurance, mm-hmm. including physical and as well as puzzles, because during that swimming competition where Tyson and Cache were partnered up, if you notice, Enzo and uh, I believe it was, fuck, who was he partnered with? I can't remember right off top. They were one of the last ones to finish, but he was one of the fastest to get his puzzles done. Right. Because he beat everybody else that was up there when they got there at the same time. Was it Desi? Was he with Desi? I don't know who he was with. No, but he was, yeah. Whoever it was when he got there, he said, you help me with the swimming. I'm going to do I, this. I've got this. And yeah. he fucking killed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, look, that's just my opinion on the outside looking in. Obviously, Angela has a completely different opinion as she's seen everything beyond the edit. Right. Exactly. And by the way, shameless plug, if you want to go beyond the edit, make sure to check out Challenge Fandom's <laughs> podcast episodes of Challengers Unplugged. This Monday, we've got Naya Moore. Woo! Well, shameless promotion right there. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. So at this point, Angela's uh, laying on the couch outside and David's sitting there and they're kind of talking and she lets him know that he's going to be going against Enzo and the reasoning behind it and throws some slight jabs at Enzo, maybe not aware that David and Enzo are pretty close in this game and they've got a really strong friendship. Yeah. And you can see David's whole demeanor change instantly. I love the scene where they focus on the coffee cup going down and hitting yeah. him. I was like, oh, fuck, this is dramatic. <laughs> this is going to get good. Yeah. I thought there was going to be an explosion. 
I did too. <laughs> and you know what? Shout out to David because he kept his composure pretty fucking well for as upset yep. as he seemed. Yeah, he did. Well, my thing with that moment is, is like, is David completely oblivious? Like, because in that moment, it seemed like to him that it's still BB and Survivor divided. Like, we're still sticking yeah. to those alliances. And I was just like, man, you were way past that point. And I think, think he was, from what we talked to, he was still thinking it was, you know, Big yeah. Brother versus, you know, the alliances. And I, well, because so he was, we, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go for it. I was just going to say, when we talked to him for his exit interview, we actually asked him about that. And he had said that it wasn't necessarily that he still thought like everybody was still going by show alliances, but he thought that him and Angela were tight because the last week's uh, daily, with the where they played the connect four thing he when he was he almost beat danny and he had said that it was because the reason he was going so hard for it was because angela had and Alyssa had come up to him and said hey look the fab five's coming after us like we need your help and so he was like all right i'm gonna try to win so i can keep you guys safe and so like and he even says that to her when they're when they're having their little argument you know he's like i tried to win that daily for you you know, and that and I didn't kinda, win. Yeah, like kind of uses it, tries to use it against Angela. So he was just more under the impression that him and Angela were working together, yeah. I guess. Since, I get that. since we're on this portion of Angela and David's interaction, it, it happens a little bit later, but he says that. And then uh, Angela's confessional goes, Bro, this is not the David movie. If you want to pick who you're going against or make the decisions, win a fucking daily. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, coming in hot, Angela. Um, but before that is when Ben goes and tells when, Enzo. Yeah. And look, I uh, and I respect that relationship that yeah. it was straightforward. And Enzo wasn't he wasn't pissed at Ben. He was just like, fuck. Man. He was more pissed at Angela. Yeah, he knew what was it he was. steaming a muscle shirt. Yeah, he's, I don't know what he's doing there. GTL, baby. <laughs> I don't know what he's there doing there. But, that was wild. But, but yeah, I respect, I respect their relationship because Angela's like, oh, you want to come with you? And Ben was like, no, this is between me and him because obviously, yeah. you know, he's going to be upset with Ben. Right. That situation. Yeah. I, yeah. Did re- I did respect that. And I like that Angela let him go and have his moment with Enzo. And I like that she was well. She was like, let me come with you. And he was like, no, and she, you know, so. It wasn't like she was like trying to hide from her decision again. Like she's just a straightforward player. And I, I do appreciate that. But I did like that Ben went over and told Enzo by himself and had that little moment with with Enzo. But all right, look, I'm going to say this. I don't usually like personal insults. I think it's lowbrow and it's not needed. Yeah. But I fucking died when Enzo was talking to Ben. And no, he, he was goes, talking to Angela. Oh, was he talking to Angela was, at this point? It, he had come out and he was like, can we oh, talk? That's right, and she yeah. was like, yeah, I wanted <laughs> to. And they got up and they walked away because she had been sitting there talking to Tyson. And so they got up and they stepped away. And uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he goes, he says to her, the, the rich get richer. This motherfucker won a million dollars doing whatever he wants here. He looks like fucking Jesus Christ and shit. I fucking <laughs> died. <laughs> they pan over to Ty- Tyson. I was like, hey. kind of see it. What? White Jesus. Yeah. Well, stats and info might have it for me here, but Enzo and David's thing was like, oh, we're like each other's number one. We don't want to go after each other. Like, I hate that. But who put Kylan and Alyssa against each other? I don't remember. That's what I'm asking, but. Kyle and Alyssa were each other's number one. 
Right. And they got put up and it was just no big deal. But, you know, I can't remember who put them. Who threw it was Kylan? Dom and, it was Dom and Angela. Yeah. Or, yeah. Dom and Angela. Dom and Angela. That's yeah. what I thought, too. Yeah. yeah. So Angela yeah. don't care is my point. Yeah, no, she, she don't give a shit. Fuck. She yeah. don't give a shit unless you are in her <laughs> core group, her main people. She don't give a fuck. <laughs> and and Alyssa even says like it, after so David comes back and gets pissed off. He's like, I'm just gonna walk away because I'm bringing shit up. I'm pissed off, and that's where the composure comment from earlier comes yeah. from. Um, and but Alyssa kind of says it. She goes, Look, it's it sucks, dude. It fucking sucks that you have to go against your best friend. But at the same time, I agree with the plan. It's a good plan. It works for yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. If, if suits their alliance. Otherwise, what are they going to do? They're going to take a shot at their their own alliance members. And then next week is, in their mind, a female elimination. Look, So, it, like, it just doesn't make any sense. And in my opinion, no matter what happens outside of Enzo winning the daily, Enzo is going in. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. I agree. And the only shot that David had of not going against Enzo is if neither david nor enzo lost that competition that was yeah, their only, the chance. only thing yeah um otherwise this was going to happen regardless the next scene we get i if i remember right is uh enzo and david sitting out by the fire pit kind of conversating before the the elimination mm-hmm. and tyson walks out and he's like you got a bird face <laughs> he's just talking shit just to, talking to, shit dude. to david about tyson he's just like he's so pissed like uh all right, look, I and here's my thing is Enzo was so fucking hyped. Like, you better hope I don't come back in here. I'm going to start World War Three and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, bro, you got to win a fucking daily to do anything. Let's not. Let's not. Yeah, like, this I road. love you, but you're not going to do shit, bro. But at the same time, if he wins a daily next week, I ain't going to be mad. But why it. did it? Why did it seem like half the cast almost knew it was the last male's elimination and half didn't? Like, you know, Enzo saying I'm going to start a war. But the other half was like, even Ben was like, oh, I'm not going to get. Punished for sending Tyson in right now. I think Ben just was more alluding to the fact that, like, it's pretty clear they're towards the end. And if there is, it's like one or two more. Because, and I think that that ultimately helped in his decision because when he had come and approached Angela the next morning um, and said, you know what, I'm sorry, uh, you know, let's go ahead and move forward with Enzo, his confessional had said, he's like, you know, if, if I go against the alliance right now, I'm going to be public enemy number one. So he's still like, you know, worried in my opinion, it. like, yeah. yeah, he's still potentially worried about there being another men's elimination. So which could go to like Tyson's pretending that there was going to be one. But it could also be a matter of like with the final coming up, anybody who has any opportunity to like pick partners or assign partners or anything like that. Yeah. If you go against the alliance, you're going to get the last pick. Now, granted, with this current assortment of people there's no real bad picks like right. anybody that you get partnered with you're gonna do well yeah, yeah. but yeah. other seasons you know it hadn't been a staple this season but you never know about sabotages you know like yeah. exactly exactly and here's my thing is it's like so as far as we know um i don't know if danny's a big challenge fan i know his wife kiki is mm-hmm. um i don't know if danny was really into the challenge prior to his relationship with Kiki or if he was at all, but we all know that Kayla is a fan of the challenge and a big enough fan to know shit about the challenge that just a casual fan wouldn't know. Right. And she is probably more than aware that typically it's a four person kind of lineup when it comes to the final four women, four guys, four, four, yeah. yeah, four teams. 
They might have a purge in the final and drop it to three, but typically the number is the that thy magic number is four. Um, but my assumption is she's probably talked about that in the open because that's not like really game talk. That's just knowledge. Like we're probably getting yeah. to the end. We probably have one more. And so the guys are probably under the assumption that there will be another male elimination. Right. There very may well be one next week. We don't know either way, yeah. but yeah, they only advertise the girl, but we don't, we don't know. There could be. Yeah. As far as we, five teams. Yeah. yeah. Like after it, we lose the girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who knows at this point? Um, anyways, at this point they start heading into the elimination uh, we head down to the arena. Arena. Dun dun dun. And anyways, uh, <laughs> so we walk in, and if you are a challenge fan uh, and you pay attention, you know exactly yes. what elimination this is. As soon as they walk in, all I had to see was that was that little thing in the middle, the of the tin room. container yeah. in the middle with the rope on the outside. It's fucking yep. balls in, baby. Yeah, but I was slightly confused. By the basket of balls each side had That's that did throw me off a the little bit. Yeah, colors, yeah, 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 yeah. I was just like, why do they have so many? What's going on? Like, <laughs> they got a time limit to score as many as they can, or something like that. I was very <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely different. Them having different color balls like that, but you know, whatevs. So, uh, you know, obviously TJ announces that David's automatically in going into the elimination, uh, and then they he asks. Ben and Angela, they of course tell say Enzo's going in. And TJ's like, what happened to Benzo? King yeah. Benzo. God, that's such a bad nickname, guys. I mean, maybe they don't know. Maybe but they don't it's know. A that. Bad, it's a bad nickname. It's yeah, a bad it means nickname. Um, very, very, very differently. Yeah. Guys. If, if you need to know, go to Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Linked below. Jesus. <laughs> Look, I'm in my 30s and I got a kid that's in middle school. Urban Dictionary is my best friend right now. No yeah. cap. <laughs> No cap. Oh my god. Yep, got that on Urban Dictionary. It, it's bussin' bussin'. <laughs> gang gang. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't even know what I just said, but let's go. <laughs> um anyway, so uh you know, TJ obviously explains his balls in for those that don't know. Um, they're gonna be doing uh best of five. So they each get five opportunities to try to score, five opportunities to play defense. So really it's like ten fucking ten rounds. And anyone that's played football or wrestling knows how fast you get tired doing either one of those scenes. Yeah. <sighs> let alone doing it in beach sand. This yes. took twenty minutes total, I think they said. Like yeah. Yeah. did they? Yeah. Yeah. I well, believe I gonna, pads, I, everything. Oh, I was going to ask real, real quick. So TJ saying Team Benzo. So was that a known thing all season that they didn't really show? Yeah. Or that's just TJ that having friends. Yeah, or TJ just having insider information, mm-hmm. you know. I'm assuming that because from what we've heard during our unplugs is when they're setting up to film a daily or they're setting up to film an elimination. It's like an hour or two that they are all just standing. They're all just standing around and TJ's kind of around there. And he probably notices that. And if you look, you see Ben and Enzo relatively close to each other, almost in all the eliminations and dailies. Yeah. So he's probably noticed them fucking joking and, you know. Enzo seems like one of those guys are that they, jokes all the time, too. Or he heard them call themselves that, you know what I mean? Like, the name didn't really, to me, feel like something TJ gave them. It felt like yeah. something that he was repeating that he had heard. But then again, Ben's a PA could have told him. Yeah. yeah. A PA yeah. could have told fucking TJ at the same time. We don't know. Yeah. But before this episode, I never knew that, you know, that no, Ben no. and Enzo were boys, boys. No. I knew they... 
I knew they were friends, but yeah. I didn't know they had like that nickname and there was like a, they were a thing, you know, like a yeah. bald eagle brothers. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Double nickname. Yeah. Ooh, this is like fucking big brother in this bitch. <laughs> um so at this point, uh, we kind of get the, you know, confessional warm-ups before they go in, and David's fucking hype. You can see it. He's ready to go. He's and, high, but he's also so emotional. Oh, God, well, you know, guy. it's a tough situation, and I think it was very key that Danny made this statement. And look, as much as I love TJ doing the announcing and, you know, us getting a lot of confessionals from the players and then a few up in the stands, mm-hmm. I really feel like Danny should have fucking narrated this whole scene. Yeah. You know, Danny because, and Tyson. Yeah. Because Danny literally goes and says, whoever drops a friendship first is going to win this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, that was all we got from him. For no, that. we get one more here in a minute, but uh, um, I did like two more. En- two more. You're right. I did like Enzo's comment um, about his strategy because it was fucking smart. He goes, I'm going to focus playing on defense because it's less chance of me gassing out from really trying on offense. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly what ended up working. So David scores the first time. And he fucking puts a juke in it, hits hits wide, does the spin move, um, and gets the ball in with a with you know some fight from Enzo. Yeah. Um. Next up, Enzo goes, and he kind of just is. He's not really going all out, kind of keeping it slow. Um. And David's able to stop him. And this is what how it goes for like the first yeah I was three say, rounds. We don't, right. We don't need to do this for yeah. every round. It's literally the second round through the fourth round but what happens in the second round is danny calls out that david's already gassing yeah that's my question is who is he saying is gassed out he was talking about david because at that point david went back to offense and you could see him kind of hunched over taking the deep breaths where enzo was more kind of composed at that point yeah um and i think there was a in the next round enzo scores and the way david gets up danny looks over and he's like he's done yeah, I think I think Enzo scores in the fourth. He scores in the fourth. Fourth round, and then yeah, and then in the fifth round, Danny takes the fadeaway MJ shot that David. fucking air. David, David, yeah, I'm sorry. David takes the fadeaway air ball shot that doesn't go in, never uh, goes in. I wish never it. Works. I was going to point out that Enzo did it first. Well, yeah, Enzo well, did it a, the round before. That's oh, what I was going to say. Enzo did the round before, but I feel like that's a good strategy. Just throw it. You yep. make it great. If you miss it, let's wrestle it out. Now we both have two arms. But the thing was, when David did that, he didn't like it's he like basketball. If you know you're going to yeah. miss a shot, you rush that rebound because yeah. you know you're going to miss a shot before anyone else does. Yeah, he didn't yeah. follow up. He yeah, didn't follow like, up. He just he was gassed. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a strategy. Just throw it and then we're going to wrestle it out. And whoever comes out ahead, we get the ball. And yeah, I don't know if that was his strategy, but I think it's a good strategy. <laughs> I think another issue, and I saw a lot of people saying this is that by the time we got to the third round, Danny or David's fucking uh, strategy was the exact same. Try to run through Enzo or stiff arm him. You're like, you're not going to do that. Yeah, he, he did the exact same move every time he came into in like into the ring. There was no he he just yeah, he was just gassed, man. He didn't have much fight left at that moment. Yeah, unless yeah. you're Derrick Henry, that that's not gonna work. Yeah. And exactly. by Derrick Henry, I mean for the Titans, not the guy who was on challenge. The challenge, not, not Tory Dex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm talking about the professional football player. Yeah. I was confused because <laughs> I only know one. I'll send you a video of what 
the football player does when he does Dave and what David did. And there's a vast difference. Well, the one he's going to show you is attached to Josh Norman, the stiff arm from hell. But the thing I hate about, uh, I mean, I've never been in that situation. I've never been on the challenge, but just David, like, oh, I want this so bad. Like, this is to go to the farm. I just want this so bad. And it's just like, I've been a competitor my whole life, played in sports. It's just like, you don't have that quit if you're a true competitor. And I just feel like he kind of quit. Like, he just... I disagree, man. Yeah, I feel I like too. he was gassed out. Because yeah. I, I, if you watch, and here's my thing is, yeah, Enzo got through pretty easy on that last round, and David wasn't going off the ball. He was just trying to hold him to keep him from getting to the ball. But if you watch after... Uh, Enzo wins and they say goodbye and TJ says you know you did a great job and you watch the way David walks off scene dude could barely fucking walk yeah like he was having yeah. a hard time just walking I, I think he gassed too like, but that's part yeah. of it that's part of being a competitor you gas and there's just something in you that like I can take a break in a few minutes I gotta keep going I think his strategy at that point was he's not gonna be able to get to the ball quicker than Enzo, but he's going to be able to keep Enzo from the ball. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, whether, whether you think he quit or you think he gassed out, or maybe it was just a flawed strategy that he had, Mm -hmm. you know, it's one of those learning experiences. I bet if he comes in and plays balls and again, he comes at it from a different perspective from this point out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, um, obviously Enzo wins. Um, and fucking one of the, another great Enzo moment was at the end where I, I forget exactly how he starts off. He's like, I'm just taking money from people, CD, you yeah. know, cashiers, checks, investments, 401k. Said if you if you come down to the it, arena, I'm robbing you. Rob, rob you. Yeah. At yeah. one point, he said CD accounts. Yeah. Yeah. IRA Ross pretext. <laughs> yeah, that just like, lets you know how old Enzo is. <laughs> well, then, then I really like the I'm an anomaly. I'm a I'm a phenomaly. <laughs> yeah. Phenomaly yes. was a great one. That yeah, was amazing. I that was awesome. Dude, I am just more and more team Meow Meow as we go. Like, I just, I, I really like enjoy him. Enzo a lot. I um, do like him. He's funny as shit, too, when he gets the opportunity to actually be on camera. I you agree. know what I mean? Here's my thing. Do you think Enzo's proved himself now? 3-0 and in eliminations? But yeah, who had uh, Enzo having the most money on their bingo card? So here's a question about that, though. Do you think that the Tyson um, confessionals that we saw last week about him saying that yes. Enzo from, had more yes. money than him were from now? Yes. And were pulled the wrong way? Yes. yes. Yeah, that, just, I mean, that'd be terrible editing, but it makes complete sense. It's, it's just the like... only thing that makes sense. Just like TJ at the end of the daily announcing that they're going to be competing on a challenge champion season. Tournament, but you don't ever see his face or his mouth while he's saying this. Yeah, so there's that. <laughs> That's um, post But at least they've started having some of the shots of him like from behind while he's yeah. talking. Yeah. Because for the Talk. longest time, they wouldn't even show TJ. No. While they were doing this, it was everybody it's like scenery voiceover. shots. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's yeah, those. That was all the shots. And I'm sorry, you guys don't have visual. That was strictly for Tony and Corey. So yeah, it was amazing. Best. It was life changing. Um. But yeah, so that's that's the end of the episode, and then we get the next time on and. The see it's the finale, guys. Like yeah, I'm, night I'm challenge. It feels so quick. It feels so like it feels like the season went so quick. Like next week's gonna be the finale. 
And, you know, we don't see a whole lot. We see some sort of, you know, overnight running thing. A nightly. Um, there's going to be a nightly. It is made clear that there is going to be another female elimination um, that will happen ne- next week, at, I guess, at the beginning of the finale. Or maybe it's separated and it's a girl's elimination and then the finale starts. But so that's going to be that. And I also want to point out that in the season and the mid-season trailer. Hold we- Spoiler alert. Go ahead. Just in case people don't want to know. It's not a spoiler alert. We saw a preview for it, it was it looked like two girls rolling around doing pole wrestle. And since we have not seen any pole wrestle up to this point in the season, I think I'm, it's pretty safe to assume that whoever goes into the the female elimination next week is going to be doing fucking pole wrestle. And I'm pretty stoked for that. Hell yeah. <laughs> Can I be honest about something? What? I think I would have rather seen the women do balls in and the men do pole wrestle. Just putting that out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, would you have wanted to see both the super physical eliminations been Enzo? No, no, I, yeah. I really look. Yeah. I know it's it's horrible to say because he would just utterly decimate every single person up there. Regardless, I would Danny. love to see Danny in any of the three physical yeah. eliminations we've had: <laughs> hall brawl, balls in, or pole wrestle. Pole wrestle is the only one I think someone might be able to out strategize him yeah. and could get him. But could you imagine watching him in balls in like he would hall brawl? Let's tackle. Ooh. Let me tackle you. I used Dude. to do it for a living. Yeah. yeah. Like, could you imagine he would literally break someone's ankles and balls in with one cut? Yeah. Yeah. But like, I just want to go ahead. I was going to say, because what people don't understand is Danny's one of the bigger guys there, right? Remaining yeah. guys. Like, the only one that's even close to his size is, I think, Enzo at this point. Or maybe Ben. Or ben, yeah. Ben, yeah. But even then, Danny's got a lot more weight than Ben does. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the thing is, is Danny is the fastest person in that house and it's not even fucking close no there is no one in that house that's running a sub four seven forty i'm telling you that right now just looking at them yeah absolutely he's the quickest guy i just want to say and once you saw the elimination deep down i don't think david really wanted dom once you saw the elimination yeah it's a big man's game but also seen the previews, man. I just love the night challenges just because it's not a normal thing. Yes. yes. You don't see it every season. Uh, yeah. I just love it. I'm glad we're getting it. Me too. I'm excited Dude, for that. I'm hyped to see this final. I'm I ready to too. see if Sarah, if she makes it through this elimination, if she really is built for a final. Yeah. I'm ready to see how an ex-pro football player can handle a these, final. I want to watch these boys so bad because like the boys side, the girl side is super stacked too, but like the boys side is heavy i think they're both fucking heavy because yeah, if you so really look they at are, it they are i'm not saying i'm not saying they're yeah. not the girls is really heavy too but i'm just saying like the boy side is like he- like literally the best players of the season well i, I that's I how the final I, works yeah not I always say, I, think the, I think the girl <laughs> side is more stacked they all make it there you got angela sarah Alyssa, desi well Kayla, yeah and that's right? yeah and that's what i was and gonna Justine. say Dusting, yeah. if they all make it through the elimination, the th- three of the girls are three of the most athletic girls I've seen in a final in a long time. Like, we've gotten close with Tori and Casey, right? But I would definitely say that Desi, Sarah, and Angela are more athletic, have a better athletic prowess than Emmy or Nani did. 
Yeah. And that goes back to the final before that on 36, where it was Amber B, Cam, Nani again. Am, am I missing anybody on that? No, I think Casey. No, Casey in there. Yeah, I would still take Desi. Like, I love Cam, and I I think Casey's really good, too, and Tori's one of my favorites, but, like, some of these girls look stacked. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, know Alyssa's long-distance running, but Alyssa's proven herself. Like, Alyssa has really, really surprised me this season. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Anybody who we questioned in any way has more than proven themselves by the time that we're hitting the finale. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But absolutely. agreed, the men's side is stacked too. I mean, I think Danny I just is going to be like... a feat to watch him do this. Same with Ben, ex Marine, like no quit in that dude. Tyson has literally proven to be the best competitor on in the season. Um, you know, as far as you know, winning dailies. Mm-hmm. from what we've seen in social game and then same with dom dom's outperformed my expectations uh physically and then you know same with enzo i would have never n- never had the bingo card with enzo three known in eliminations enzo with the most money that either that's yeah. fucked yeah and so do you know what's weird though like i looked at the uh the promo poster for challenge usa um this afternoon other than TJ, Tyson's the only one left that was on the promo poster. Yeah, yeah so weird. Because it's Tiff, um, Shan, DX, and Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. They, they it's kinda, weird. But, not saying they, they fucked up doing that, but it, you would but think they hey, would keep some of the tougher. But hang on really quick. So it was Tiff, Shan, DX, and Tyson. And, and there TJ. were, Yeah. But there were no, none of, like, they didn't put an amazing racer on the front cover. How come I never noticed that? There's two Survivor players. No Love Island either. And, to be and now, maybe one of the amazing racers was one parachute and one of the Love Island person, people were the other parachute that were in the back. <laughs> you can't, I'm looking at it right now. You can't even see. Tyson it. did say that he was one of the ones in the parachute, so that makes him on the cover twice. But uh, I think he was being a shithead. Right, yeah, that's pretty that's possible. But, so, um, yeah. guys, that's pretty much every, everything I've got for this episode. I know I'm excited for the next one. Do you guys have any other things you want to kind of talk about before we move into our MVPs? Let's get it. So, the one quote is when Enzo is, like, going off after he wins. And Danny just looks at everyone else. He's like, who's he talking to? Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Yes. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. He turned it. He looked. He's like, who's he talking yeah. to? Like, me? I know you ain't talking to me. Yeah. Me, Karina, <laughs> and Corey have all had the same conversation, which was he really thought, I know you must be talking to this motherfucker because you ain't talking to me. Like, yeah. I know you ain't talking yeah. to me. <laughs> so so on, uh, on Tyson's podcast, he had said that, like, one of the reasons that he loves Danny as much as he does is he doesn't stand for people disrespecting him or disrespecting people that he cares about or that yeah. he like respects. So when he said that, it was apparently it was along the lines of I need to figure out who he was talking to or talking about before I decide how I feel about Enzo right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Danny's one of those guys I don't think I'd want mad at me. No. Uh no. Not no, thank you. I don't want to do that. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Well, Danny's laugh at it was like when he first said it, Danny like laughed and he's like, wait, there's not a lot of people up here. Yeah. Half the people up there laughed and the other half were like, um, who? 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 <laughs> yeah. And then Next. The, Who's the other one was the other one's a TJ one. 
It's a good thing you're good at the in the arena because in challenges you leave a lot to be desired. Yeah, talking Enzo, Enzo. fuck Enzo. Yeah. yes, dude. <laughs> dude, TJ looks like he's having the most fun he's this season so he's had in a long time. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I just said this in our TJ group the other day. Like it just there was this picture, um, and it's I'm, I can't remember if I posted it to our IG, but if I didn't, I will post it. Uh, but I actually I shared it on in our TJ Lavin fans Facebook group. But it's a picture of. TJ and Danny and but it's kind of over the shoulder of the ca- of a cameraman so you kind of have like the little camera and you know like a behind the scenes kind of thing um but it, I want to say it was probably from like the trivia challenge or something because they're standing up and you know uh, Danny's got like a harness on thing and TJ and Danny are both just like laughing and you can tell it's one of those deep like TJ laughs and I had just like posted that into the TJ group the other day and was just like, it's so awesome to see him having so much fun with this because like, I feel like with the flagship, he just gets in this like routine with these same people and these same things. And this is like fresh and new and he's enjoying it and he's having fun. And I, I just, I'm loving it. It's well, awesome. Well, I don't know if it's a difference between MTV and Paramount, you know, cause like, on the Paramount yeah. between USA and All Stars, it just seems like a totally different person. And yeah, it is what it is. It's a job for him. He's got to do what he has to do. But yeah, All Stars in USA, he seems like having yeah, much having, yeah. having a good time. I love it. Well, all right, guys. Uh, should we uh, should we get into MVP? And do you want to go yeah. over dollar count? Why don't we do dollar count yeah, first? Let's do yeah, dollar count, and then we'll do MVP and fantasy. Sure thing. Um, Ooh. So we've got Angela at 21, Enzo 18, <laughs> Tyson 16. That's fucked up. Kiki coming in second for the women with 14. Uh, we've got <laughs> we've got Alyssa at 125, uh, Ben and Desi season 35 with uh, 11,000 apiece. We've got Sarah with 10, Justine with eight, Dom's got seven, five, Kayla's got seven, and Danny's got six. Hell yeah. Quick question. Are we, what do we think? One or two Kiki mentions next episode? Oh, absolutely. It's a two hours, so at least two. Oh, two plus. Two plus. Yeah, Yeah, two minimum. There's going to be more than two. All right. uh, Let's go ahead and get to our uh, MVPs of the episode. Who who wants to go up first? Go ahead, Corey. Let's hear who you got for your MVPs. Get it. All right. My MVPs, not only because she's the only one that won, but I give it to Angela and we talked about it last episode just the whole deliberation with Ben and telling David I just I just love that she's not fake like, yes. I just love that yeah like she told Ben like what like you're being very vague right now like I can't do nothing with this and yes telling, yeah and telling David like I just love that about her like I said I also see how that can work against her and for the males I'm gonna just give it to Enzo because he doesn't perform in the dailies, but Enzo just has that like, what's the what's the saying? Everyone's tough until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. And once Enzo gets punched in the mouth, he comes back and he right. fights back. So because he's a phenomaly, a phenomaly, a phenomaly, yeah. <laughs> and he's gonna rob you in the arena. Don't go down there. Don't yeah, don't do it. Especially Protect if you have CDs. a CD account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, watch out for them CD accounts. Um, no, and I'll, your pesos. I'll, I'll go next. Um, and I, unless did you have honorable mentions you wanted to throw out or anything? Or are you good? 
Uh, I didn't think that far ahead, so that's fine. On to the next. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm just I'm just gonna echo what you said, and I just want to add on to the Angela thing. Just the way that she controlled the entire situation, you know, it, it's just the way she's playing this game is so impressive. This daily was impressive. So Angela is absolutely my MVP for the women. I'm also gonna give my male MVP to Enzo. Like you said, he's not doing so great in the dailies, but he's definitely handling his business in eliminations. And, you know, he's made some good connections throughout the season. So I definitely want to give, you know, give him recognition for that. And then for my honorable mentions, um, I want to give a shout out to Ben. He was, from what I remember and from what I noticed and saw in the edit, he was like one of the first guys to figure out how to apply the pegs onto the side of the truck so that he could get as far as he did to end up winning the daily, um, you know, and, and he made a smart move with deciding to stick it out with his alliance with Angela, Alyssa, and the other Survivor guys. So I want to give him, you know, an, an honorable mention for that. So, And then uh, my female honorable mention is going to go to Desi because she was literally that damn close to winning that, that, uh, that daily. And she was, I mean, she was right on Angela's ass. So I think she deserves some recognition for that. Uh, so my male MVP is David because he's really proven himself this entire season as a whole um progressed every single episode he's gotten better and it there was nothing left in the tank and it's one of the tightest eliminations that i've seen in a long time um honorable mention obviously goes to enzo because he's the other half of that elimination and really we talked about it before there was no way that unless unless one of them won there was no way that these two were not going to be in this elimination. Yeah. yeah. The the cards were just stacked against them in such a way that there was no way around it unless one of them won the daily. Yeah. And absolutely. for the women, I mean, Angela, obviously, she's not only just <laughs> controlled this entire episode, but she's had a large part in controlling this entire game. Um, and she was the only one to complete the daily. And Desi is also my honorable mention because if if she was paired up against anybody else, she also would have got to the top of that truck and she also would have pulled the lever and got the smoke and then it would have just been a timing thing. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Um, so for the men, uh, it's the same as Tony just inverted. My MVP's Enzo for winning it. Uh, David, honorable mention um, for all the reasons you said. Um, for the women, uh, might come to a surprise for most of you guys, but my MVP for the women's going to be Sarah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm fucking kidding. It was Angela, of course, for all the reasons everyone just said. So I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> um, my honorable mention is different though. My honorable mention goes to Justine and her windbreaker. So nice. That's fair. That's totally fair. fair. That's totally yeah. fair. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So. Uh, before we wrap this up, let's go ahead and get through fantasy. If you don't give a shit about the fantasy, you can turn it off now, but then you're going to miss our awesome goodbyes. So yeah, just letting yeah, you know. I do that. So uh, the total coming into this episode, so total after uh, nine episodes, was me in the lead with 271 points, Karina with 241, uh, Tony with 214, and then Josh trailing with 133. Uh, Josh... Uh, was the low man on the totem pole again, but it's hard not to be when you only got one person left and 
you know, he's got three, he got three confessional points from Justine. I'm thinking about giving him a bonus point because that fucking windbreaker needs its own point. Oh my God. <laughs> um, then we've got uh, Tony and Tony came in hot for having a, s- nobody on his team won an elimination or a daily or was like a main part uh, of the other know. than David, um, but right, still yeah. scored 23 points. Yeah. David and Tyson Boom. being your two highest scores with nine uh, and seven confessionals respect. And then four and three for Desi and Kayla. Yep, that is correct, sir. Uh, and then uh, we have Karina coming in second this week uh, with 30 points. Her big scores were obviously Angela and Ben. Uh, between those Sarah two. Sarah did good too, though. She got me yeah. seven. But between those two, you got 23 of your 30 points. Yeah. So there's that. Um, and then once again, no surprise, Rick went in this week with 32 points. Um Enzo breaking the confessional record this for with this episode with 14 confessionals and five points for the limb win coming in hot for your boy. Danny and Dominic combined for another 10 points. And then Alyssa got me a cool little three. Um, So the total. uh, So my total was 32 points. Like I said, Uh, when you put all those scores together, the total after week 10, we got Josh sitting at 136. Tony sitting at 237. Karina sitting at 271. And your boy, 303. So, uh, you know, that's fantasy. I also <clears throat> want to say really quick, and obviously we're too late into the fantasy season for it to really matter because we have one week left, which is the finale. But I do want to say, and I don't know why I didn't notice this at the beginning, that I think it's very fucking odd that you get more points for an elimination than for actually winning the fucking daily and being like in control of the fucking house. So I say when we do fantasy again, we fix that. Cause I think that's really weird. Mm. <laughs> you sound, you think, sound bitter. Yeah. No, I, 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 I think, I've, I've felt it for weeks. I just haven't said anything, but I just think that's weird. Like my personal opinion is there is more pressure and it's a bigger moment to win a elimination than it is to win a daily. Mm, I don't know about that. You're going to settle that in divorce court, guys. I would say we can just even it out and have them both be the same point. That's, well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, like, you know, like you win. It's, it's Yeah, this, but, but how many times in dailies do we see a team daily? You know what I mean? So you're going to give to me. It's just uh, you never see a team elimination. You usually see partner elimination or a single elimination. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's been team eliminations. We talked about a couple of them earlier. When a whole team got eliminated, uh, Jordan and Marlon versus Leroy and Ty was a team elimination. Those are partners. Well, okay, well, we're not playing a team game, and we knew that when we made fantasy. No, we didn't. No, yes, we did. Yes, we did. We know we know who wins the fucking season. What are you talking about? We didn't know. Yeah, my god, I'm I'm aside with the person that's not responsible for being a Falcons fan, so hashtag team Karina. Do you not see her shirt right now? You put that shirt on her. You got she that bought, shirt for no, her. No, no. Look at the other side. Michigan. That's all her, buddy. I know. I saw that. Well, that's depressing. Look, I love you guys, but on Sunday, I hate you. Yeah. No, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to treat you on Sunday the way I treat people that I play fantasy football against. Like, we're friends all week, but on Sunday, fuck you. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> well, that's that's the end of the show, guys. We want to thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> We ain't got shit else to talk about now. Yes, we do. No, fuck Corey. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. I deserve it. Um, 
But yeah, no, so uh, we will have um, all the graphics and stuff up on Instagram uh, within, you know, after we release the episode, hopefully Rick can contain himself and and hold the graphics until we release the episode. (laughs) He likes to he likes to release the results before we've even edited the episode lately. But yeah, absolutely. Well, it's because all people have to do is go to stats, uh, challenge stats, and they can do it themselves. You play along at home. They don't know our points. Well, we announced it in week one. So? And I just anyway. want to shout out. Hold on, hold on. I just also want to shout out that even though there is some large discrepancies in points, like, for instance, between me and Tony right now, um, that can all change after next week because a shitload of points are awarded for winners, uh, most money, uh, so on and so forth. So yeah. he could easily make up 75 points or I could and Prove my lead by 75 points. So we're all going to see what happens next week with this. Um, But yeah, so those graphics will be out. If you guys have not heard our exit interview with David, go check it out. We'll have it linked down below in the description box, or you can find it on any podcast platform that you like to listen to. I will give you guys a heads up that we were given uh, like double the amount of time, even a little bit more than double the amount of time than we're usually given for exit interviews. And then we had a lot of opening and closing thoughts um, about David's time on the on the show. Plus, we had a little bit of a debate at the end of it um, regarding the consistency and use of puzzle eliminations versus physical eliminations, etc. So the episode is much longer than our normal um, exit interviews. It is an hour long, so just. Fair warning, so you guys aren't taken by surprise there. I know you guys are used to those being like 30 minutes, but it's about double that this time. But it is it was really fun. David was awesome to me, and and he had some really good things to say. So make sure you guys go check that out. And then keep an eye out, because on Monday, we're going to be releasing our uh, Beyond the Edit Unplugged episode with Naya Moore, and it is absolutely fantastic. Just another, you know, truly amazing comeback story. Uh, you know, very, it, it reminds me a lot of like the, the CT story, um, you know, of everything that she went through publicly on the, on the show. And then, you know, kind of going through that transformation and then coming back as who she is now. And we walk through all of it. So make sure that you guys check that out. And Ooh, I might change the artwork. I might start adding that onto the artwork the beyond the edit. Yeah. Might be just I throwing think. that out there. Anyways, anyway, I <laughs> Tony's been trying to get you to do that for a minute. <laughs> well, now, because you're expecting it, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I don't have anything else to go over to you guys. Um, yes, I just had one last thing. Um, I know last episode on our recap, we told you guys about a giveaway, and we told you guys we were going to post all the information this past week on our Instagram page, and we are big fat liars. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, not about the, fatalities, n- not about the, not about the giveaway. <laughs> we are going to do the giveaway. Um, just about the time in which we did it. We just got really caught up this week and you guys know how we are with our graphics. We got to have a graphic for it. And it was just a, a really busy week. Um, but we are going to have the information out. So make sure you guys, <laughs> once again, keep an eye out on our IG page. Um, we have our graphic done. We'll be posting it. Should be out shortly after this episode um, with all the information for how you enter, uh, you know, and what we're going to be doing and, and, you know, just the whole layout and the whole plan. So make sure you guys keep an eye out for that. And yeah, I think that's 
I think that's the last thing I had to add. Oh, also, uh, Karina, the graphic she was talking about is every once in a while, I'll, I'll go through with talking to the guys on the team and Karina about making like a hypothetical game and I'll create a graphic for it. Um, so keep an eye out on that. We've got a couple that will be coming out this week for yes. you guys to play along with. And Ooh, I, those are fun. And I'm actually going to make a few more changes because I only had six people per, but with the artwork set up, I could probably add two more to make it a little bit more interesting and competitive. Um, so keep an eye out for that. And then also everything that we do with our fantasy season wouldn't be possible without challenge stats on Instagram. So shout out to them. We'll link them below. Yes. Um, otherwise, I don't. Oh, oh, I totally forgot about this. We made a Challengers Unplugged playlist. <gasps> oh, and it yay! is all the hype songs of everyone we've interviewed thus far minus a few that we weren't asking the question in the very beginning and we haven't gotten their answer yet yeah i will be reaching out uh to those people to get their uh their their hype song so that way we can create the playlist you guys can go in and listen from what i can tell so far it's a very eclectic mix everything from queen to alanis morissette to Beyonce, Beyonce, Beastie Boys. Like there's a lot of really wild, random shit on there. But yeah, it's just a big playlist. Um, You know, if you've been listening to us for a while, you know, we ask every every challenger what their hype song is. And we just figured we'd throw it on a Spotify playlist. So we're actually going to we'll put that in our um, in our link in our link tree thing in our bio. Sure. We'll add the uh the link to the Spotify playlist. If you guys want to go check it out and feel free to save it, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I did forget about that. And that was fun. <laughs> all right. So, Hey, you know what? I know you guys won't hear all of this, but we've been on this for three hours. So I'm going to wrap this up right now Please. for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, Tony stats and fucking info Lance. And then we got Corey, we're friends right now, but on Sunday, we're going to war via war. <laughs> we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Trash Talk Roundtable. As always, if you guys have any questions, concerns, comments, hit us up on IG. Hit us up on Twitter. Fuck, if you want to hit us up on Facebook. And if you're really clever, send us some smoke signals. Maybe we'll see them. <laughs> um, also, make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode when it drops because we do a couple a week, um, sometimes three a week. And then last but not least, if you could leave us a five-star review, tell us what your favorite part about the show is. And if you have some, give us some constructive criticism. We are one of those podcasts that we will make adjustments if it is a sound reason to make that adjustments. Hence why this recap is coming out the day you're listening to it instead of on Tuesdays like we used to do because we got some (laughs) constructive criticism and we'll make those changes because what are we without the fandom? Yeah, exactly. Uh, The challenge (laughs) podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Then just just challenge podcast, and then we're getting sued. So right. <laughs> there you go. Um, so for all of us here on the podcast, all of our team members that have that aren't on tonight, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, be good to each other. Love y'all. Later. Bye.